Hola y bienvenidos al podcast Queso de la Muñeca. Yo soy el presentador Brodinky y conmigo es mi primo, mi hermano, señor Schmidt. Schmidt, ¿cómo estamos esta noche? Muy bien, mi amigo, muy bien. Gracias, gracias. For those out there who don't know, we are indeed recording on Cinco de Mayo. I have a belly full of Mexican food and a, a glass full of tequila, so I'm feeling wonderful. On the real, Schmidt, what's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, man, just another day. Happy to be alive here recording another episode of our fine podcast. Uh, couldn't be more excited. Likewise, likewise. Uh, before we hop into our topic, a couple things to address. Uh, real quick, a big thank you to everybody again for contributing, whether it just be shares, likes, whatever, or just donations to the foundation, um, Real Men Who Are Pink. We are closing in on $2,000 donated. Fantastic. Fantastic. And after Sunday, I will be sending that Moon's Watch out to someone. Could be you. So it could be it, you. It's definitely not me, but yeah. it could be you. The hypothetical you, not you, Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish. I wish. So get those last minute donations in. And again, thank you to everybody who has taken part. I, uh, I may have sent a little feeler out to Nomos about one of those deep pinks. But, okay. Uh, haven't gotten a response yet. Probably getting the ghost treatment, but uh, I felt like that might be this year's go-to. That that might be the real. I, that's and it's not it's not too bad of a price point either. That would be a nice a nice. That's piece what I'm to saying, no, most don't cheap nice out, bros. All right, get back to me. Don't be don't be nerds. It's okay. Look, man, it's all for a good cause, and if not, then we'll find somebody, some other interested party that'll that'll want to work with us to do to do a nice donation for real men wear pink. Yes. So just a quick thanks again there. In other news, uh, I did have a new arrival this week, and I'm only bringing it we up did. because we had discussed this one previously on air. It is the King Seiko SPB 287. It is the Bordeaux dial. Oh, it's so beautiful. It really is. And I get it. A lot of people complain about the price. First of all, I, I think originally people said it was 1900. It's 1700 MSRP. Obviously, I don't know anybody who's paying full MSRP for Seiko's these days. And if you're smart and you don't buy it locally, you could probably get out of sales tax too, like I did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Hey, man, if you're going to buy, buy smart. That's right. Big shouts to my friends, the Colorado Watch Girls, aka Right Time Watches out in Colorado. They always do me solid. And obviously, when this one came in, I had alerted them, said, hey, when the King Seikos come in, if you get a red one, send me some pictures. I saw the, the DM. I knew exactly what it was. And I said, ah. Oh. Trouble. I said, how Trouble. good? Is I said, how good is Trouble. it? Trouble. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was going to lie to you and tell you it was bad. <laughs> I trust her. I trust her. We're, we're oh, good I know. Friends. I know. For yeah, sure. Monica. For sure. So I said, how good is it? She says, it's so good. I said, oh. she says, I got one. I said, pack it up. Yep. Here's my card. Express ship it. They, they got it on file by now. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already bought enough things from them, huh? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, overall, obviously the dial is money. Um, people complain about the font. I'm just happy it only has three lines of text. One of them being Seiko. Okay. With the way watches are nowadays. I'm just happy with three lines of text. <clears throat> Tutor. <laughs> Looking at you. Always. 
but they've really I really think they've tried to bridge that gap between Seiko, Presage, and and Grand Seiko with this one. There are just little cues. I mean, they have Zeratu polishing on this. The hands and indices have it. And it's it's blatantly obvious. If you've owned anything with Zeratu, you could tell by the way it glistens. It's just a, a magical polishing. And this has it. The 12 o'clock is a textured. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's really interesting. I'll post a picture of it in the our show post. But it, if I can get a real good one, I'll, I'll try to use my good camera. But it's textured. It looks really, really good. And then probably my favorite part about the watch is the bracelet. It's a seven linker, super comfortable. I mean, there's there's a lot of links in it, which obviously the more links, the better it can mold to your wrist. Yeah. I'm usually not a huge fan of butterfly clasps. This one happens to just fit beautifully. I don't know if it's just the way it hits my wrist or what, but yeah, the wear is very comfortable. They put alternating finishing between the links where they mesh together, which is really nice. It catches a lot of light when you're just casually moving about. Can't complain about that at all. It, it really just like glistens. It, yeah. So there's, so there's obviously a lot more finishing and detail work than even probably you saw online. Right. I mean, when you're holding it in person, I would say so. I would definitely say so. There's a, it's just a higher standard than the usual Seiko watches. And I, trust me, I, I think a lot of people know I handle a lot of them. I own a lot of them. So, yeah, you know, it used to be sort of the measuring stick was the Sarb line because they were such a bargain buy. Right, right. You can get them used in like that three to $400 range, which is such a steal. And now you can't anymore. But that was kind of considered the, the measuring stick for an affordable watch that you could dress up. Maybe not necessarily a dress watch, but a watch that you yeah. could dress enough to, to wear to a dress occasion. And I think this one really just raises the bar. And I'm not just saying that because I bought it. I mean, I it's a beautiful little 37 millimeter package, 12 mils thick. It's got a lot of angles to it, a lot like the Grand Seiko that I own, which I also like a lot. I mean, just just seeing it on some of your social media posts in the last few days and, and just you holding it up for me to take a look at. I mean, it looks fantastic. And I can definitely see, you know, kind of it looks to me like there's a sun brushing or sun ray finishing on yep. the dial. There's, you know, there's a lot of light play there. You certainly get the, the bounce from the Zeratsu on the hands and the markers, like you mentioned. And you said you said it's only hands and markers on this model, right? As far yes. as you can tell. Yeah. Okay. But even still, man, the bracelet finishing just looks amazing. It gives me, when you kind of rotate it back and forth, it gives me a little bit of that kind of the same type of centering or that same type of light play as you get with something like a, like a Royal Oak bracelet. It just kind of sparkles and dances, yeah, and it I, looks really, really good. I think that's kind of the gold standard of of bracelet light play, if you will. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's but that's where my mind always goes. Whenever I see a good bracelet, that you get that kind of bling effect to it, I always go to oh, it's, it's kind of like that Royal Oak bracelet. Yeah, I will say this: I, I don't have a lot of love for the Royal Oak because um, I, you know, for me, the bracelet was not very comfortable. But when you look at it and you see how it sparkles in the light, yeah. It makes you feel like two million dollars. Like it, it's just, it just has that that way about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously not the same low price points at all. But that bracelet looks fantastic. Yeah, and you get that traditional King Seiko case back, and everybody complained about oh movement. It's not that accurate, whatever. So this was clearly set before they sent it because when it arrived, it was in the right minute. That, or I'm just the luckiest person on earth. Yeah, 
right? <laughs> but, you know, and again, I, when it comes to accuracy, and I'll, and I'll touch on this a little bit later too, when it comes to accuracy as well, it's like, I don't wear the same watch every day. True. It doesn't matter. I'm rotating. So I, I'll never notice if my watch was off 10 seconds unless I'm literally staring at it every single day. You know, and the watches that I wear continuously and regularly, they're high quality movements, master chronometer certified or something that's really, really nice. And they're going to run well with intolerance. But I mean, what was the what was the you said 1700 was MSRP on this one? Yes. I mean, most watches in general in that price range are not going to be chronometer spec. No. I mean, at all. It just, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. Get over yourself, guys. Come on. Although be I realistic. will say. I don't know if you, you caught the the newer Zodiacs. I know we've been mentioning them a lot, but they they put out that new line with it's a uh it's a chronometer. It's a Seawolf chronometer, yeah. and they they had that. It's the, like the blue super bezel, diver one. That blue bezel is a one. I literally I just, DM'd them, and I was like, "Nice job." <laughs> I, I I mean, I I love it. I love the the colors because they riffed some of the other more popular colors that they did. I, right. Just for me personally. Nothing against the brand. I just don't like the fact that they did the Zodiac logo on the counterweight for the second hand. Yeah, you're not about that. It, it's it's just it, to me, it's just one thing that if you removed it, for me personally only, you would immensely improve the design. <laughs> like it's just the way it is. It's just I, I I've always thought that for any brand when they do that, um, it's just kind of silly. I mean, even even one of my most favorite brands in the world, Omega, they used to do that with 007 yeah. and like Olympic rings and like just silly things. It to me immediately tones down the seriousness of the watch. Um, and I think we've talked about this on a previous episode. We talked about um, well, we talked about with Lorenzo, we with the 007. Uh, and yeah, then we I talked think, about with Lorenzo. I think you talked about it griping about design cues in a different one as well. Yeah. And there was uh, what was the other brand that we touched on that did this very well? Um, Oak and Oscar. Oscar. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Oak and Oscar, like how they did it incorporate into the design. That's fine for me because it was a cool design element that meshed with the dial. Right. That made sense. So cool. That was fine for me, but other brands that do it. And it's like the logo. It just, I don't know. It's, it's a little Invicta esque. It's like, I I heard you love when Seiko does it and they loom the counterweight. Oh God. Don't. (laughs) The most useless. Uh, don't, you, we're getting so far off topic here because you're going to send me on a tirade. I'm already getting triggered. But yeah, man, it's uh, it, Seiko, if you're listening, please, God, can you just loom the end of your second hand and not the back end of it? Nobody cares about the back end. I want to know what the front end is doing. Yeah, they started that? doing that finally. Thank goodness. Please go back to it. Like, I don't know. Like when we decided to change this, you know, your old 6309s, your old 7002s, like, please go back to that second hand. Just move the loom pip forward and everyone will be happy. It looks like a normal watch again. I don't know if this is like one of those points where it's like, we're just going to change the design for design's sake to be different. Could be. Um, it just, some things don't need to change. Just, just go back. Be better. And I guess that will bring us into our topic uh if anybody who listens to us also happens to listen to some of the bros that we are friendly with in the past couple weeks they've both dropped and by they i mean the i believe it was spirit of time started this and then they kind of just passed the ball to whiskey and watches who passed it over to us it's the old 
three watches for 10 grand challenge. But it came up because I'm in a group chat with a, with a bunch of them and we were sort of kicking it around and we're like, you know what, this topic gets a lot more juicy nowadays because of scarcity, because of gray market, because of the lack of watches that you used to be able to get a discount on that you now have to pay full sticker for. Full sticker, baby. Right. So it gets a little more interesting. A few guidelines before we jump in. So three watches, 10 grand. Yep. You're starting fresh. You have no collection to fall back on. So you can't say I've got this base covered already. This is you going into it fresh, clean slate, right? Love it. So like I said, scarcity and gray market conditions apply as they currently are. As they should. As they should. We are not rolling with sales tax, so you get a little leeway there. Yeah. You know, don't don't put a tack on anything for shipping or any extra bells and whistles in that regard. Yeah, we're just going straight MSRP, straight retail costs, making it done and easy for everybody. Right. Because keep in mind, too, we have listeners in all different parts of the world and, and different areas, and sales taxes are going to be different for your location, states, all that stuff. So we're just going straight retail. So I guess any other approach than that is pretty much fair game. Uh, if you're going to go used, used is in play. So pre-owned is in play, but you have to, yep. I guess, go with sort of the consensus value. Yeah, I mean, market condition value, right? Yeah. Like like if you can find it in the range on Chrono or on Recon or eBay, that's you, That's what you're going with. You can't be like, well, I bet some sucker would sell this to me for, you know, we're just going across the board. I like that. All right, so... I think they did it two different ways on both shows. I might be wrong. I think one, they went all three each. Like you go, I go. One, they alternated. I think we should alternate. I I think it gives a little more room to discuss in between. So I That's guess perfect. we'll do that. That's uh, perfectly fine for me, my friend. Do you want to lead it off? Or you want me to take this one? Uh, yeah. I mean, d- did you want to start with, you know, do you have a price range in mind? Or did you want to just kind of start with... Um... You know, top end, low end, does it matter? I don't think it matters. Mine, I kind of divvied it up evenly. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, mine, I tried to do, I, I, I tried to do personally a high end, a middle range, and, and a lower end range. Um, it's kind of the way I, I, I figured it out, um, just based on money and things like that. But I'll just start off with my, let's do my highest pick. Okay. Um, you guys know I'm an Omega fan, uh, so I always will have to have something in the collection. Uh, but I decided purposefully to not buy something that I already technically own, uh, even though I own an older version of it. But uh, it's the new Seamaster 300, not to be confused with the 300 meter diver, which is the Bond version. Uh, this is the new one that they just recently launched, I think, at the end of last year, uh, which is the new 41 millimeter case uh, with the lollipop secondhand. It's their vintage 1957 diver. Is this I love the this- sandwich style? It is a sandwich dial. Yeah. So this has a true sandwich dial. There's two colorways in stainless steel. There's a black dial and there's the one that I picked on leather strap um, to help with the price. And that's the blue dial version. I love this watch. I think it's fantastic. I think the size proportions are amazing. I own currently outside of this conversation. uh, I own the the previous generation with the black dial, the master coaxial version, uh, which is still a fantastic watch. But this new one, if you haven't seen it in person, it is so much more refined. It is so much nicer of a timepiece. 
And I love the blue colorways that they chose here with the faux patina. I think it's fantastic. Um, there's a lot of great videos out there that have done and shot this in 4K and stuff like that. You guys know the usual suspects who are shooting those videos. So you can go look them up on YouTube. But the watch is amazing. Um, it is kind of hard to find. I will say this. Every time I go into the boutique or I go into a place that has or carries Omega, um, they usually have one. And if it's, you know, one of those things where I wait on it or think about it, it's usually gone. So um, they are, from what I can tell, desirable. They are somewhat hard to get, um, but that's a good thing for that, for the value and retention of that watch. Um, overall, I think it's a fantastic option and it's going to be great on everything. It is 21 millimeter lugs, but uh, Omega makes plenty of straps and NATOs and things like that that you could throw on it, which would be fantastic. And having on the, un the older version, I'm very partial to this one, especially in blue. And I think it would be a fantastic option. I think in a true three watch collection, you really need kind of a balance of utility, complication, application, things like that. And so for me, I've always wanted to have a diver and I always will have a diver, but I specifically chose this one out of all the divers I could have chose because to me, it still has a dressy element. So if I do need I to mix it up and I do need a watch to be more of a transitional piece, this one makes more sense. So that's it. That's what I got. I did want to point that out, that I think that is a little more diverse. No shade on my boy Pierce Brosnan, but a little more yeah. diverse that, you know, uh, a little more. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, versatile, I should say. It's a little more versatile yeah. than the straight up 300 meter diver. That tends to be it, a little more colorful, a little more loud exactly that was exactly. a little more subdued you get a, the like i said the sandwich style is i i personally love that i've owned a panerai i love sandwich styles in general i would love to see the loom on that in person i obviously haven't seen one in person yet i've seen yours which is a previous generation and i was surprised yeah. at how well that wears because it's not necessarily a smaller watch and divers tend to run bigger but i remember i think you had it on a tropic when i saw you uh i think it was nato, NATO. might have been a nato but either way yeah. i i remember saying i'm very surprised how well this wears it was very balanced and i loved a lollipop second i'm a sucker for a lollipop second hands so yeah. i think that's kind of a can't miss and i i think in general i think it's hard to stay away from omega in this price range because they're kind of the default right you're you're not they are any, now you're not getting anything from the crown in this in this price range they, so unless yeah you're exactly get cute and get creative or have something that's a little more off reservation you're probably and i i want to say i'm not 100 percent on this i want to say every single one of us may have picked something from omega definitely i know i know i know the back and forth but I don't I know, know the boy that Spirit of Time did. I know Buzz, he had a Moonwatch in there. And I and I honestly had a had an alternate list that had a Moonwatch in there because I could have very easily have chosen that. But we're talking similar price points here. I mean, I think this version, the one that I picked on the strap, is you know, six thousand one fifty US dollars. Um, went a little bit lighter uh, in, in cost, especially chose a strap model, but you know, you could buy a tropic, you could buy a NATO and, and swap it out, or eventually, you know, down the road you buy the bracelet and it's good to go. Hey, 21 um, millimeters, I can share the straps with my grand Seiko. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's true, though. I mean, it, and, and honestly, now today, I've always heard, oh, it's 19, oh, it's 17, it's 21. Those sizes are becoming so ubiquitous now. Yeah, less of an issue. 
there's strap makers everywhere that are making those straps. And there's so many custom dudes now that'll do it. It's, it's not so much an issue as it used to be. So don't let that turn you off. If you hear you got a 19 millimeter lug width, or you got a 21 millimeter lug width, because those are pretty common now. Almost everyone makes them. And the aftermarket so. bracelet game is wild now. Yeah. Between like Forstner, Uncle Seiko, uh, Strap Code, there's, there's so Watch many Gecko. options. Yeah. Way more options than there was even two years ago. It's crazy. So really, really solid options. I'm just still waiting for the day. And I know that I'm going to say this begrudgingly. Uh, I'm still waiting for the day when the boys at Tropic will make a dedicated 19 and a dedicated 21. I've asked, agreed, I've pleaded. Um, they're like, yeah, it'll squeeze and it fits. I know it will. I've done it. It just, I want it to be perfect. I get the chub rub. Yeah. You know, I want it to be perfect. Give it to me perfectly. And I will buy all of them. I will get, go out and buy them. I want a specific 21. So for those who don't know, chub rub is when your, your legs rub together. And it's it's uncomfortable. That's uh, it carries yeah. over though. If yeah. you're squeezing a a, yeah. a tropic strap, yeah, a little bit. Too big. It's, it's a it's a little bit of chafing, you know. And no matter what, the rubber will flex, and that's fine. But it's always got a little bit of kind yep. of pillow top on the sides. Yep. Always. It just doesn't matter how it's going to be. It's just it's not designed for it. So, there you go. But yeah, Seamaster 300 blue dial with the acrylic anodized bezel and the lollipop second hand. Nice. I had, I'm assuming everybody had this kind of same situation. I had a tough time not coming over the watches, just picking my approach here, right? Yeah. Because I ended up going kind of equal value across the board, but I had some ideas. You know, I could have, I could have just took uh, something like a, a Zenith Chronomaster Sport and just called it a day. That's like 10 grand and just said, <laughs> I'm done, right? Um, One and done, baby. Yeah, and then there's certain just blatant value picks that are out there consistently, right? Your Black Bay 58, your Diver 300 meter. Again, mm-hmm. at, at 5100 on strap, I it it would almost pain me not to put it in. I know Greg had one, so I I wanted to maybe not overlap too much with everybody, so I didn't want to putting one in. But I had a hard time not picking one, and I I would have picked the green just to you know for the. I, I had that one on my list too as, a, as an alternative. <laughs> and I was like, now bro's going to pick this. It's too on the nose. It is. Uh, I wanted a Grand Seiko. Obviously, everybody knows how much I really enjoy that brand. But they are really creeping up in price. Right? The Omi Watari, I adore. I think it's 8300 The Shunbone wow. I own is amazing. 6200 Right? The newer GMTs with the the green or the blue dial i think those fall around six the newer ones that with the evolution nine case i think fall around eight yeah it's too hard for me to round out a collection grand seiko is no longer a value prop it is just it is what it is it's you know i think people told them hey you're making some really nice stuff and now they believe it (laughs) oh yeah yeah but I did, I, I think I included what I consider maybe still one of the best value props in Grand Seiko, and that's the SBGN 003. It's a very popular watch. It's not a sleeper by any means, but I think everybody knows this one is a value prop. Oh, yeah. You can yeah, get yeah. it used for under three grand. I think MSRP yeah. is 3200 Yes, that's right. This is the quintessential grab-and-go, gotta quartz watch. Go anywhere, do anything. Yeah. 39 millimeters. This is a good pick. 
people say it looks like an Explorer 2. It has a fixed 24-hour bezel on it. Okay. But it's got your... <laughs> I got it. It's a GMT with a fixed bezel. Wow. It's, it must be yeah. an Explorer 2 homage. <laughs> you know, 9F movement. Again, yeah. it's quartz, but it's plus or minus like 10 seconds a year. Yeah. Right. It's one of the better quartz movements you could buy ever. <laughs> 12 mil stick. Like I said, it's a GMT. So you get a little complication involved. I don't think there's anything not to like about this watch. Obviously, it just from the look of it, you can throw it on anything. It'll look good on yeah everything from a NATO to a Tropic to obviously the bracelet is. Yeah, the bracelet is fantastic. Yeah. So I think that's a, a can't miss watch. I think it's one a lot of people would put in if they are considering sort of that quote unquote exploration watch. So if you're not going, let's say like Alpinist, you certainly can't go Explorer anymore. And the Tudor Ranger sucks. So you don't have a lot of options out there. It's okay. You don't have to mute yourself. You can laugh on on, on Mike. It's fine. <laughs> no, I, I I am not muted. I'm just, I'm just like, I would rather I gonna, have I would just, rather have the North Flag than than the uh Oh yeah, Ranger. oh for sure, for sure, for sure. There's no but question. I would that. still Tudor for the love of God, a revamp on both of them would be tremendous. Bro, just remember, it's because the crown hates you. They'll never they, give you what you want. They'll they never give you give what me, you want. Well, they would have to rename it Black Bay, so. <laughs> oh, geez. Black Bay this, Black Bay that, Black Bay Chrono. You mean the Baytona? I mean, it's all the it's all the same. It's bad it's that we have to come up with alternate nicknames for them to get them away from the term Black Bay, but whatever. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyways, this is my pick. Uh, I think it's a slam dunk. I, I think it's a type, an archetype of watch that people sort of seek after given the, the provenance of the explorers and the concept of the explorer watch. I think a lot of crossover goes in between watch collecting and sort of the active, whether it be hiking or people who just like to be out in nature. So I, I think it has that application, even though there's no like compass bezel or anything, but you do get 24 but hour time and everything. But even still, I mean, this watch is still, you know, it, it, obviously it's a GMT, but it's still, to me, dressy enough that you can wear yes. with a suit, with a sports shirt, you know, whatever you're going to do. This is a, this is, I mean, quite literally, this could be your only watch. That's you a know, great it's just, one it's, watch collection. It, it's, it's literally just a nice watch. It's a nice size. It is well, well, well made. That's not even in dispute. It's just a nice looking watch. My own personal beef with it, I just wish the hands were a little bit wider, you know, a little bit more kind of sporty than than kind of more on the dressy side. But that's a that's a very small nitpicky gripe. That's nothing. Don't get me wrong. It I don't love the, I don't love their GMT hands in general. Yeah. But hey, again, am I going to gripe over it? No, I'm going to pick that watch up and it's going to be spot on the money every single time <laughs> not, not even spot on the money like exactly where you left it yes. from like three months ago <laughs> so it's amazing that's a that's a really solid pick i do like that watch a lot all right what do you got for me so so i think i think we're kind of in the same vein because i the way i've always approached the three watch collection and and i kind of touched on this a little bit but i'm going to flesh it out a little bit more here is for me it's always important to have three types of watches in my three watch collection. I need something that's an ultra utility watch or sport watch, which, you know, I've already checked it off with Check. my diver. <laughs> um, I need something that has a complication, whether it's a chrono, whether it's a GMT, you know, world timer, whatever. I want something with a complication. 
And then lastly, for me, I think a real collection needs to have a dedicated dress watch. That's, that's it. So with that kind of vein in mind, uh, I'm going to go with the complication. And this is, um, I'm going to talk about the brand new timepiece that was just debuted like this week. Everyone's talking about it. And this is a new Hamilton Khaki Aviation Pioneer Chrono. Um, a watch I immediately fell in love with. I saw this announced. I, I saw Teddy sitting down with the, with the CEO of Hamilton, kind of going through this watch. Um, it's fantastic. 40 mil case, stainless steel. Um, I believe the retail price in the U.S. is $2,045 before taxes, of course. But this is a very faithful reissue to a military chrono that Hamilton supplied to the British military, the RAF, during the 1960s and 1970s. It's a great watch. I mean, it looks fantastic. It's got the right amount of Superluminova that's kind of on that vintage side. It's got a brushed, or not brushed, but a, a kind of like a sandblasted or, or bead-blasted dial. Got a little bit of texture to it. Asymmetrical case, mostly matte finish with the exception of the pushers in the crown, which are in high polish. And it's a manual wind movement with an 80-hour power reserve and a silicon balance spring. Wow. So this thing is packing heat. And for me, it's another strap monster watch. I mean, you could put this on certainly. another aftermarket bracelet. You could do a leather strap. You could do a NATO. It's going to certainly look amazing on NATO. Um, this watch is a really cool piece. And one I actually think I'm going to try to add to my collection because I really do like it quite a bit. Um, it's very sparse, very utilitarian. You only get Hamilton at the 12 o'clock and nothing else for wow. text. It's a 30-minute chrono, and it's just, you know, bi-compact style, two sub-dials. It's just clean. It's very, very, very clean. So I think this is a home run from Hamilton. Uh, I'm really excited to see one of these in stores. So if anybody's got any connections with any Hamilton dealers out there, please send us a DM. Let me know if maybe in my travels around the world, I can stop in and, and say that you referred me to, to take a look at this Hamilton. So I think my homies in Colorado carry Hamilton. Okay. So <laughs> that could be trouble. <laughs> yeah. And it can be very trouble. Other good news about Hamilton is you are probably not having to pay full retail for it. Probably. Very true. Unless very it is true. white hot. You're probably not having to. Yeah, but but even still, at, at some point, they kind of cool off a little yeah, bit. Of course. Um, and I mean, because even like the, the intramatic chronos, when they came out last year, they, everyone was just like, oh, my God, everyone sick. has to buy these watches. Beautiful watch. Amazing. Sick. You can you can find them now. Yeah. At first, they were like unicorns. You couldn't touch them. But now, you know, as as the months go on, new novelties come out. This is part of the new novelties for this year. Um, those those will become a little bit less desirable as new stuff kind of replaces it. But uh, yeah, man, this. This is a sick watch. Yeah, it's definitely got that vintage-inspired look to it, and I think they nailed it. I, I think sometimes you can tell when somebody's trying too hard, and I don't think this has that at all. One interesting thing I thought about it was 40 mil case, 22 millimeter lugs, if I'm not mistaken. It, it could be. Um, let me double check since I'm on Not the that that's a bad thing, but it's just it's interesting. I mean, most of the time, yeah, it is 22, that sort of 40-20 uh, proportion but I think that might mean you could, if you're, I know if you're wearing it on something like a NATO, it's probably going to sit real well on your wrist because that thing ain't going nowhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because sometimes what you'll find with like NATO straps in certain like smaller sizes is it almost like 
kind of shifts too much. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the case is the case is not is too heavy to to be supported right. by the, the NATO. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're talking about the same thing here. Yes. I certainly think that that's 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 very true, and certainly it could be a consideration with this watch. But I mean, looking at some of the the product photos and the renderings that I'm seeing on the website, I mean, even with 22, and right now the strap that's on it is a non-tapered strap. Yep. So it's literally straight 22 all the way down. It looks like, or it has, if it has a taper, it's a very slight one, but uh, it's still, it still rocks, man. It looks amazing. You could put this on a taper strap for a more vintage look, and it's even going to be better. Um, I think it's just cool. Very, very something cool. About, something about Hamilton's, they do the right amount of plain Jane mixed with the right amount of quirky always. Like they always yeah. nailed that where it's classy looking, but like I could toss it on a NATO and that's why I think their, their watches kill on so many straps. Like I remember I've had, you know, countless Hamiltons, but always NATO straps, leather straps, hell leather NATO, you know, it, anything, uh, Barton rubbers, they look good on everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why. Yeah. My buddy has a, has a Hamilton khaki mechanical on a Barton rubber right now. And I mean, this is kind of his first real Hamilton that uh, that's manual wine and he's like he's in love with his watch and i'm like yeah put on this barton rubber and let it go man and it, 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 you're right it's a strap monster but i think it's also speaking to just military culture yes and design it's just so utilitarian and that word gets used quite often yeah it's but a buzzword. when you <laughs> when when you are really looking at a military inspired watch i mean these are these are the reasons why watches today have loom they're shock protected they're anti-magnetic like they have water resistance. All of this is depend is descendant from military application. So the wristwatches that we wear today would not necessarily be as technologically advanced or as, as bulletproof as they really are without some type of wristwatch being developed in in the in the past that would have allowed that to come to fruition. So you know, military spec and just ease of use, utility, you know, those were all very important things at that time for for legibility and, and the such. So, you know. It, it it begs you know no question why it would be something that could be worn by with literally everything. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. My second pick is I don't know if this is exact same or similar. I think it was Buzzy picked the Speedy Triple Calendar. I prefer the Mark Forty. That's the 3520.53, if anybody's counting. It's the colorful triple calendar. So it kind yeah, of looks yeah. like the Hodinkee limited edition, but it's yeah, yeah. oriented vertically instead of horizontally. Um, they come in around 3,700 used, so not horrible. Obviously, you can't get them new anymore. 39 mils, auto chrono, day and month at 12, pointer date, 24-hour time, day and night indicator. Sapphire crystals, so unfortunately not a hezzy boy, but a great little package and a, a lot of fun. You get the the little plain pointer on there, tons of different colors. You get the Arabic numerals, so a lot of a lot of fun different cues in there. You get kind of a gray dial, which is nice. It's it's not so um, flat. You get a little vibrance. There's just a lot going on, and I, it's always a watch that I I was drawn to ever since I started collecting. But I was kind of like. Mm -hmm. If I buy this, people are going to think this is like a clown watch. <laughs> but now yeah, I don't clown care. watches are cool now. But now I don't I mean, care. So. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you said this is what reference again, bro? 
I want to say 3520.53. Okay, so this is this is the climber. This is the Ben Climber Speedmaster, right? Is it? I, I don't I didn't know he was he was about this. 3220.50, the Mark 40, right? 53, it says. Yeah, 3520.53. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a Mark 40. Yes. Speedmaster. Yes, it is. Okay. This is this is literally the watch that got Ben Clymer to start Houdinki. It's the dinky connection. That that's that's it. I mean, that's that's why when they had their 10-year anniversary, they partnered with Omega to make that homage piece to this watch. I always because wondered. it was literally why Houdinki was started. So for all you Rolex fanboys out there, your favorite watch blog in the world was created because of an Omega. Yeah, it was uh, it was Ben Clymer's grandfather's watch that he gave to him, and that was his first like luxury Swiss watch. Was this watch? That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't know that story. But this watch is it's so cool. I mean, 39 it mil. It's I, I love I love the day night indicator with like the half moons. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's just, subtle. Like it's it's, it's those so things you don't cool, pick though. up by by grazing you know glazing over it, but. There's a lot going it, on there, and it's it's it, a lot of fun, and it, and it gives me like you know '70s like Flight Master vibes, you yes, know, like it's course. not quite that exact same case or anything like that, but it's just such it's such a cool dial, and they patinaed so well with the hands and everything, they just look amazing. Yeah, and like you said, it gives you a complication in your collection. I kind of felt the same thing. I like to cover a lot of bases. I mean, it's easy. I could easily piece together just a diver collection or just a, you know a dress watch collection or something, but Obviously, you get three. You might as well spread them out, right? Variety is the spice of life. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Dang. This yeah, is a so, good one, man. Yeah. So I can't remember if somebody picked this exact one or they just picked the black, the plain black triple calendar. But I think it was just a standard triple calendar from from the boys at, I think, Spirit of Time. But uh, yeah. But I've, I've always loved this watch. And every time I see it, I, I'm like, eh, yeah, I should probably get one of those. But, you know, sooner I mean, or later, they'll be impossible to get. And then I'll be. An yeah, that was, not, I was for not just picking about one to say up, that. I know. <laughs> I know how this is going to go already. I just I was people. about to say that. And we're already people. putting it out into the universe. So now the people who didn't know about this watch are going to start knowing about it. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, man, this is I, I remember back in the day when you could pick up this watch for like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Like it was like nothing. It was just penance for to, to own one of these watches. And now they're steadily climbing up. I mean, I think I think you said what? Thirty eight hundred. That's what I was saying. Thirty seven. Thirty eight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's a pretty significant increase in just a few years um, for something that was, you know, out of production in like 97. Yes. <laughs> but hey, very cool. Watch. Everybody's calling market crash. So I'm, uh, apparently I'm ready. Uh, you know, sa save them Gita's, bro. We might be getting them <laughs> bottom barrel prices on these on these sports models. That's like, it. All these Wall Street bros are going to have to offload that liquidity. And that is getting a Royal so Oak. Daddy's getting a royal oak. Yeah, maybe we'll be actually be able to buy a royal look at retail. All right, let's not count those chickens, but give, give me a jumbo with 15 grand like the good old days. <laughs> yeah. I sadly I remember those days. Oh, I know, dude. It's insane. It's insane. Okay. On to number three for you, my friend. So this is a watch that uh I've always kind of flirted with. Uh, I've tried it on several times. I absolutely love the watch. And it was a watch that it's just one of those situations where it's always like, yeah, it's always going to be there. You know, it'll always be there. Oh, I've told and myself that so many times. I, I know. So and, I, <laughs> and the thing is, is I, I know I love this watch. I just have never picked it up because something else has come along. 
Um, there's been another launch, you know, specifically on Omega that I wanted to pick up. So I'd rather, you know, divert funds to those purchases. But uh, it's the OG Nomos Club 36. The original version with the white dial, one and wound covered this on like one of their earliest like video reviews, like way, way, way back in the day. Must have been 15 years ago now, it feels like. Um, but just an amazing watch. And specifically in the 36 millimeters, the only way I would ever buy it. Any of you who, who have been you know flirting with Nomos, do not go based on their sizes. I've mentioned this before. Um, Nomos's wear huge. They have all dial, very minimal bezel, and massive lugs. Long lugs. The lugs are so long. So if you if you feel like a 36 might be too small, 36 is going to wear like a 38. And a 38 is going to wear like a 40 or 42. That's just how they are. So just be aware of that. If you are looking at getting a Nomos, I've always told people to size down just because they, they, do, they do have quite the, the presence on the wrist. Um, that said, this one has always been a, a, a big, fan, you know, something I've always been a big fan of. And I don't need an exhibition case back. I don't need an automatic movement. I don't need a date. And in fact, all the watches that I've picked don't have dates because it's irrelevant to me. I just want something that's going to be clean, classic, dressy. And again, another strap monster. It comes on that, you know, kind of dark brown horween leather yes. uh, from our tannery in Chicago, which is fantastic. But you put this on a nice, you know, navy blue strap or dark black it's going to be a home run timepiece to wear for any occasion. And I think this is going to be one of those watches. I just have to just bite the bullet and buy because I've been talking about it for probably 10 years. I just need to do it. Um, but it's always been right there. And even today, I mean, I think, you know, the, the price has steadily increased on this, on this watch over the years. Cause I think when I was first looking at it, it was around $1,100. Um, now it's 1550 us. Mm. So still very obtainable. And with all my watch picks, I think I end up with, uh, let's see here, about $255 left over. So you can go get you a nice uh, custom-made strap or some NATOs or something like that to, to mix and match. But uh, the Nomos Club 36, the OG cream dial with the orange numerals and kind of like that darkened black outline on the hands and markers, just fantastic, fantastic watch. Is that uh, is it Arabic or uh, Cali? So this was before they did the Cali dial. So okay. it has it has the 12, 2, 4, 8, oh, and okay. 10. Yep. And those are numbers. And then the other the other markers will be actual just rectangular markers. Okay. So this is this is pre-Cali dial. So this is like literally the first ever Nomos wow. Club, the OG reference. Um, which it's still a great value proposition. I mean, at fifteen hundred dollars is for fantastic manual wine movement, relatively thin, small seconds, like it, it just looks cool. Yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong with an Omos. They're understated, they're classy, they're clean, super versatile. Like you said, you can wear them pretty much anywhere, dress them up, dress them down. And I think especially the the club, club campus line, that's exactly what they're going for in that yeah. it's your one watch and you just take it wherever you might go. You know, And we've sang their praises on the show before. I, I, I don't think we have to beat that horse anymore. But, you know, Nomos, give me a call. Trying yeah, to, trying to give we're trying to, get, we're trying to get a deep pink over here, trying, trying to donate it to, to real men wear trying pink, to, trying to get deeper cancer pink. awareness. Yep. So do the right thing. <laughs> OK, OK, Spike Lee. <laughs> My last line of the uh, of the email was, if not, no hard feelings. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I get it. It's, it's a big ask, but I don't fine. want people to think well, I'm strong on them. Like I'm gonna go roast them if they if they're like, nah, kid. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. If, yeah. if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. If not, then uh, then we'll find we'll find another way. That's fine. Yeah. For my last pick, so far I've had, I think thirty two hundred, thirty seven hundred. So I'm I'm teetering right in there again in almost that same range. I really wanted to try to fit a doxa in there. <laughs> I really did. I mean, you could. I know I could. I really I toyed back and forth with it, and I I wound up going with another diver. But I really I really wanted to go doxa there just for just for the record. But I wound so up going before before you tell us what it what it was. Which doxa specifically did you want to do? And what well, color? I mean, I think you'd have to go uh, sub 300. And professional is such an easy choice. If it wasn't yeah. professional, I would probably I would probably go white pearl, to be honest. I really like those. Really? I do. Dang. I, I got to I got to go visit the boys at Wasp at some point and, and go see a white pearl. Like yeah, I got to see one in person because white dials can be a little iffy. But from the renders, I honest to God really do love it. Yeah. You know, I think okay. just the, the contrast of, of the white and black just looks really, really good. And on my alternate list, I had a Doxa Sub 300 Aquamarine <laughs> on there. I was like, yeah, that's that's the fire watch for sure. I've always liked the Aquamarine, but at this point, it's 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 a little too close to that other color. And plus now I, I, I know. But you know what? I don't care. That color existed first and everyone else can go can go screw off because Doxa had that color before it was cool. All right. Long before what I had. Yeah, so exactly. I wound up going with the U50 from Zinn. I, I don't Ooh. think I can get it on the bracelet. I think I have to go rubber to keep it under 10. I think I come in like under $100 away. So Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is this is just a can't miss all-around good diver. You know, 41 millimeters, way down from 44 with the U1. Yeah. 11.2 uh, yeah. thick, 500-meter diver. Right, not yeah, that I will yeah. ever need that, but that's a flex. Tejimented <laughs> uh, yeah, submarine steel, uh, extreme anti-magnetic properties, uh, modified SW three hundred Salita, and it's it's just one of those things where you, you know if you're buying a Zin, you're getting a lot of thought put into your watch and over-engineered. I was going to say they're just going <laughs> the extra mile all over the place. Like dude, in their watches, they put. Inert gases like argon, you'll see a lot of the dials have AR. Argon, and what that does is that keeps out other gases and moisture. They put copper sulfate capsules in their watches to absorb any moisture that might make their way in, and it, it changes color when it's time to, to get rid of that to show that moisture's made its way in. And just, you know, the stuff you don't think about. Yeah, it's all the things. <laughs> it's just battle-tested and it's ready to go. You know, that's what I love about it. And it just, they have this style that's very unapologetically Zin, like the yeah. the sort of rough shaping on the, the hands and the indices. They, it almost has like sort of that old, like 32-bit Nintendo feel to it where everything's kind of squarish. But that's it what does. I like about it, right? It's kind of... But, but we we talked about this a little bit, you know, kind of with Bell and Ross. And I think, yes. you know, at one point, Bell and Ross and Zin were very, were very you know, close. Um, they had that kind of working relationship before. But, you know, this is a very unmistakably zen 
you know, style language. Yeah. Like if you put this next to another watch and you remove all branding or all monikers of what the manufacturer is, I'm going to pick this as a Zen every single time. 100%. Because there's nothing else that, that looks like it. I mean, it, it's, it's a very odd watch, but in the best way. You know, it's it's one of those things. If if you if you're not into it, you're never gonna like it. But it's no. something I've always liked and have not ever taken the plunge on yet. That may be in the card shortly. But <laughs> <laughs> a little foreshadowing. I like yeah. it. But uh, they're just they're super cool. And from what I've heard across the board is that uh, they wear extremely well. So yeah. It's a I, solid pick. I had a buddy, I think they had a U1 back in the day, and it was just, I was very impressed with the overall build quality and, and how well it ran and just everything about it was just very, very, very cool. So certainly a cool pick. And obviously, you know, Zinn, they job at my color scheme, so. They do. <laughs> Every single bro, one of the watches. That bro Dickie special. That's it. Me, them, and the Chicago Bulls. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Surprised you haven't uh, surprised you haven't uh, gone over to Omega and bought a, a Seamaster Necton. Dude, I like that watch, believe it or not. That watch is awesome. Every, a lot of people don't like it. They they say Yacht Master, but I like it. No, that watch is way better than the Yacht Master. I like it a lot. Sorry. The Necton is pretty awesome. I thought you were gonna say you're surprised I don't have a custom Brodinky uh Bulls jersey. <laughs> I, I'm also surprised that you don't have that either. Yeah. Any honorable mentions that you had on your list that you wanted to consider? I kind of rattled off a bunch of them as I went. I mean, there's so many. And again, there's so there many is. different approaches. There do I go one big one, two little ones? Do I go a semi-big, a medium, and a small? Do I? That's what I did, no, yeah, I... ultimately. And both in both of the lists that I had kind of reflected that. Because um, I, did, I did mention I had Doxa on there on my alternative list. I also had a Speedy Pro. Um, so I had Speedy Pro, then Doxa, Aquamarine, and then because I didn't really have too much left over, um, my last pick was the uh, the Hamilton Intramatic Auto 38 millimeter. Yeah, love it. Um, with the kind of like coppery champagne dial, fantastic timepiece. Houdinki covered it sometime last year, I believe, or the year before, and it was just it was an amazing watch. I, I've always been in love with this Intramatic ever since it came out in the silver dial. Warning Wound also covered it like in gold, like I don't know, 10 years ago. It's just a cool watch. And I love it because it doesn't even have a running second hand. It's literally just hour, minute, and date. Yep. It's the most madman watch ever. I love it. Exhibition case back. Uh, so that was certainly on my list. And and the price point's insane. It's $845 retail. I mean, for a Swiss made automatic movement from a very notable brand, that's uh that's pretty impressive. And it just looks awesome. So as an alternative, if you guys weren't familiar with that and you're looking for a little bit of a dress piece to add to your collection, it's not going to overall break the bank. Go check out that Hamilton Intramatic Auto in 38 millimeters. It is fantastic. Very cool piece. Yeah, and I had I had a tough debate because I had the first two. I had sort of a sporty GMT. I had a chronograph. And then my third one, I was like, I either go diver or dress piece. It's just the prices on the vintage Omegas that I like, the Constellations, the Seamaster 600s have all been creeping up. And if I'm going to go dress, yeah. I want something precious. So I would like some gold or rose, something. They're all just a little bit out of that range now, which sucks because I yeah. I adore the old pie pans and different things. Yeah, they're going up, man. Yeah, but that's just are. Omega in general. Every time yeah. I look at their yeah, stuff, it's... I mean, like, 
a first generation planet ocean as a completely different aside like a first generation planet ocean two years ago, two years ago you could have bought for under three thousand dollars yeah now they're almost five which is insane <laughs> it's like wow things are going crazy but i mean i guess it's just desirability for the brand everyone wants to own it in every facet so i mean i guess it's good for them uh, it's that and then when just when your newer models come out and they come out at higher price tags and higher price tags it's just sort of a value association, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Yeah. May not be able to get the brand new one. So what else is out there that I might be able to afford? Yeah. Right. Especially when things become like the obvious fallback. That's when I find you start seeing that secondary jump. Yeah, man. Yep. 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 I like it. So I think we got some good picks here, man. I think universally, these are some, these are some really cool options and, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with them, please go take a look at them. There's a lot of great brands out there. And of course, if you're always looking for other stuff, DM us. We, we are happy to help you find some things or at least point you in the right direction. I know bro gets a thousand emails to, uh, I, or, or messages helped, a day. I've helped people's wives pick out watches for them. So, Well, hey, there you go. If you are a spouse and you need a good suggestion from your boys at Rich Cheese Radio, please drop us a DM at uh risk cheese radio on instagram we also do have a gmail which nobody ever emails us at but uh risk radio at gmail.com so you can always send us and ask questions there as well uh, we'll promise. have to we'll have to, we'll have to do a, another i think we did a user question thing at one point right yeah bro? we'll do another one down the road sometime. yeah we'll have to do another one down the road but, for sure uh, but yeah i promise to be respectful to your wives so <laughs> yes yes she slid into my dms first okay <laughs> She slid it to my DMs first. Uh, and speaking of, uh, to all those ladies that are moms out there, happy Mother's Day to all you, to yes. my mom, my wife, to your mom, your wife, and everybody else we know, happy Mother's Day, because this will be airing right before. And that means by the time you hear this, I will probably have already picked out a Moonswatch winner. So good luck to you all on that as well. Schmidt, you got anything else? No, man. Yeah, again, same as always. Uh, thank you guys for joining in. Happy Mother's Day to all of our Mothers Out and Watch fam. My own mom. I love you, mom. My wife, Britt, I love you so much. Thank you for everything. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Buenas noches. Adios, mi amigos. <laughs>